The expression, everyone's a critic, recognizes those who express opinions on a particular subject, regardless of their actual qualifications. Meet Mike and Julie. They are makers of art, appreciators of artistry, and possessors of more college degrees than is truly necessary in life. These two overly educated friends are uniquely qualified to explore the deep, dark corners of the art world and push the boundaries of that all-important question. But is it art? Okay. I can, we can just be like, hi, Mike. Hi, Julie. What are we talking about today? <laughs> what can it just be that? You, oh, yeah. you just want to do that? Okay. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Hi, Mike. Hi, Julie. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about? Okay, I want to know your opinion about our memes art. Our memes we live art. In a, we live in a wonderful world of visual and graphic art and text-based art. And I have two kids. Oh, clever segue. Um, one of those two kids is joining us today. Hi, Gracie. Hi, Gracie. Hello. <laughs> Grace O'Brien happens to be a graphic designer, a very successful one. We're very <laughs> proud of you, Grace. And Thank she you. has uh, two cents about whether or not memes are art. We're going to start this week with a particular artist from the 80s and 90s named Barbara Kruger. She has enjoyed a resurgence recently. She recently had a show at the Art Institute of Chicago um, that has traveled on to the LA County Museum of Art, and I believe is traveling on from there, um, of her sort of graphic design-based art. If you're not familiar with her, there'll be a link, a text link in the, the text below this podcast so that you can go take a look. And basically, she has used sort of what I have termed the technology of memes and made art from it. So, what do you mean the technology of memes? She's used sort of a visual rhetoric that involves. Um, it used to be primarily in the eighties and nineties, black and white photographs that she would put this, this sort of red box of text over. In the, I looked up the font. It's Futura Bold Oblique, is the font, and it was later. Um, stolen by the the clothing brand supreme and she had a lawsuit with them about them stealing her her sort of brand which this is kind of the only font that she uses and she only uses it uses it uh, white text on that red block so when they when they started using it it became very confusing as to who was doing what um oh that's which is another top yeah it's another yeah. that's another sort of intellectual property topic for another time perhaps Absolutely. <laughs> um but she was uh doing this art where she had started out as a graphic designer uh, for magazines in the 80s and she had done these sort of stock black and white photos of you know women and men together or you know, men doing things and she would put on it, you know, uh, your body is a battleground, for example, is a very famous one. Um, another one, another famous one was, uh, I shop, therefore I am where, it, which, which sort of featured a hand holding the box of text. 
And my favorite, um, I'm going to tell you my favorite. What was your favorite? one of this little boy making a muscle for a little girl. Ah. The little girl pointing at the muscle and the text reads something like, we, we don't, don't need, need any an, more hero. We don't need any heroes. We don't any need another hero. hero. We don't need yeah. another yeah. hero. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That, that's Why great. Why that one resonates with me, I don't know. But there I, my favorite one has always been this other one that she did where these guys are sort of in a fraternity. It's obviously they're in a fraternity. They're sort of wrestling around fully clothed. And um, it there's the text on it is, you invent intricate rituals to touch the skin of other men. And I thought that was an interesting commentary on masculinity. That is a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. So she gets really deep and um, she makes these sort of clever moments that, that, that maybe connect to people or, or resonate with people and sort of shake them out of their complacency. Um, even if you're sort of inside on the joke. The joke being sort of the insight into the cultural right. reference. Yeah. Right. So I would like to, Gracie, you might be more, um, now Gracie is uniquely qualified to speak on the subject. Number one, she's <laughs> a talented graphic designer. Uh, she knows her, she can probably tell you any font name by looking at it. <laughs> So was I right? Was that future of Bold Bleak? <laughs> yes, it is. Yep, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Gracie is uniquely qualified in the sense that uh, she is a young person of this world. And yes. Understands a ripe means, 24 years old. Right. So you've never lived in a world without the internet, correct? Very. I mean, I think we always no. <laughs> had a yeah i think we always had a computer in the house since as long as i can remember uh but like we were around to see the i was around to see the first like laptops mac laptops run around and oh my gosh that sort of thing so uh yeah i grew up on the internet very much so like a lot of the computer games and social medias i never had a myspace but oh that's i've had good. most of the other ones so <laughs> <laughs> When did you start surfing the net? I don't know if this um, is relevant or not. I'm just curious. <laughs> asks, asks her dad. <laughs> um, I probably. I was busy. I, was busy. <laughs> I, I couldn't have been probably since like around 10 years old was since I had like a cognitive understanding on how to do things, you know. Like, <laughs> But still, you grew up with that kind of. Visual language. A, yeah, visual language and thought process. There's a yeah, yeah, truncated, yeah. nonlinear thought process that goes into a lot of Yeah, and with the in the context of memes, I like being on the internet, both my sister and I have seen since memes were like the rage comics of the four four panel comics on the internet to all the way to the very like arbitrary and kind of nonsensical abstract humor that it is nowadays, you know? So we've seen that we've been there for that whole evolution of memes in that form of communication and online spaces. So yeah. Where the each frame is the same or the same four pictures every time. Like I used to read dinosaur comics all the time, which was (laughs) the same. same, It was the same four frames every time. And, Mm -hmm. but the text would change and then you'd get a different, you know, badoom ching. Right. Get you a know. different 
point of view or point of view mm-hmm. or joke or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So what is your opinion on what is the technology of memes? Sort of the the visual technology of it. How would you describe? Oh, that's I mean, nowadays definitely it's kind of like anything goes really it's just Mm -hmm. for it's a lot of the times it's for people who are in the know of a certain community because it's will be focused around like a specific fandom or like a show or something that we're poking Mm -hmm. fun at but then oftentimes they can just be uh like non sequitur absurdist humor because there's Mm -hmm. one that uh my partner and i talk about a lot and that kind of like we were like this is this is the peak of humor and it was just this little it was just like a just the letter e was the thing so (laughs) it was was just it was just the letter e and there was a few applications of it there was an old like dinosaur like retro dinosaur this little busted dinosaur said the letter E was just like E. And then that kind of grew into other like meme applications of there was a picture of a famous YouTuber that was photoshopped onto Lord Farquaad's face from Shrek and then also presented with the letter E. And that was the peak of humor for like a month or so. So they and become so, self-referential is what you're saying. Memes yes, then become so, this sort of snake eating its own tail yes definitely and they and they just evolve so fast like there are a lot of like these really iconic illustrations that were used to tell a lot of different types of stories and situations that were considered relatable to people and that people could like poke fun at and build and like share around that way so so from very like strict, rigid uh, rules of what could be considered a meme all the way to the absolute like gobbledygook that it is now. <laughs> well, what would you consider a meme today? Is it just like the one panel thing with a clever graphic and some sort of weird text? Like a um, one panel cartoon kind of thing? Kind of. I mean, it's that, or, there, is it, or is it not that hard and fast? It's not that hard or fast. It's very abstract nowadays because a lot of times you'll have like a a random picture with there's like the top text and the bottom text. That's kind of like mid-tier memes uh, that were (laughs) not as old as the original ones, but kind of like evolving forward. Um, Like when you were learning graphic design, what was the sort of the visual arts term for what a meme does. Is it just a reductive piece of yeah, it's design? Kind of. Um, I mean, it is just straightforward graphic design because what I do, like what my degree is in is basically communicating a thought idea or something or other to people through imagery mixed with uh, typo- uh, typographic elements and so on and so forth, usually created digitally. And I, I mean, and that can also be, um, that sort of thing can also, I mean, now in the modern era, it's created digitally. Uh, but as with Barbara Kruger as an example, she did a lot of like hands-on collage work and that was 
mm-hmm. basically the birthplace of graphic design using collaging different pieces of media together to communicate a thought or idea or just communicate anything in general. So memes are like textbook, just graphic design. There's like, so it's just depending on the creator's voice that they want to use or what joke that they want to make. A lot of times I think it's, it's based in humor almost purely, but yeah, it's just communicating that through these different visual elements. I would, the use of memes today is just another tool in our language toolbox, you know? I think, um, in, in terms of memes, I mean, it is a way of selling you something. It's a way of, there's a voice, there's a worldview behind it. Yeah. And it's referential, as Grace was saying earlier, uh, to sometimes to a cultural spot or time in and of itself. So there is a certain dialogue that's taking place back and forth between the viewer and the the meme maker. Would you not mm. agree? Okay. Then what? Okay. Then I think what I'm struggling with right now is the purpose of what we call a meme. Like well, I get a- on Facebook and I scroll through it and there's memes and, you know, are these motivational posters? <laughs> Don't get hang, hang in there, baby. Hang in hang there, in baby. There. You know, and these lovely uh, pastoral <laughs> landscape paintings behind it and this lovely uh, scripty font, live, love, laugh. Whatever it's, it is, it's 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 live, laugh, love, Mike. I think okay. you should get it. In there's order. a rhythm. There's, there's a-, a rhythm to it. <laughs> I okay, think. Okay, I hashtag bless. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of the the purpose of it would is purely for uh for humor's sake and for for the goofs and the gaffs because the difference what i would say between like the hang in there poster with the little kitty on the branch and the and what we would consider a meme are the is the intent of humor behind it because a lot of times i mean and like and that's where like the nonsensical part comes in too and like the and like satirical oftentimes you know poking fun at either like a medium or like a different show, movie, music. And often, I mean, and nowadays you see a lot of um, like politically charged memes as well. Like, you know, I mean, growing from the New Yorker and like the New York Times uh, comics, things like right. that. Right, the oh, one panel comics. Yeah. Or political cartoons. Yeah. Sure. Call those Are those memes? Uh, I think that is very, I think that's debatable because I think you, there's a strong argument for yes and no on that one. Cause on, it's what? the, the visual and an illustration matched with text and, uh, further like societal con, uh, context and kind of like the moment in time being commented on through this, through this art and through this piece. And that's the same sort of thing with, what you see in memes today. And then on the other hand, you could argue that because it has the more like illustrative aspect to it, that more like purposeful, like this is a, this is a cartoon. This is a sketch that I've purposely brought out for this. 
um, mm. that could make it that could set it apart from modern day memes. So it's I think it's kind of there's no like hard yes or no on what could be considered a meme. Just like how I'm very much like there's no hard yes or no what could be considered art in general. Where if you say it's art, then it's art. Like if you say it's a meme, it it's a meme. Like there's there's an argument for it there. See, but that's the point of this podcast. We have to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't don't blow off the whole podcast grace we can't we we're, we're blowing our wad at the front of the <laughs> the front of the game here we can't okay start at the beginning yeah uh, he started at the end <laughs> um, uh, okay so uh, let me let me ask you let this me thing. interrupt let me okay interrupt, go though. for it let me interrupt let's let me interrupt <laughs> I, ga- I gotta break this down even further because i'm a highly technical person so right as we see it like memes are like the technical definition of a meme is that it's the smallest bit of information that can be transmitted. Huh. Yeah, I would. I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So <laughs> I'm not sure I, I agree. Well, you and Wikipedia For example, give me an example. argument, Mike, but. Um, well, that's the point of us doing this, I think. <laughs> let, me, let me Google this a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I just I just Googled the definition of a meme. A meme is um, an idea, behavior, or style that spreads by means of imitation from person to person within a culture and often carries symbolic symbolic meaning representing a particular phenomena or theme. But that says nothing about the, the how Um, it's delivered. It's not, it's not picture and text. It's right. It's the certain kind of information. The word meme is a unit of cultural information spread by imitation and it is saying that it's the smallest piece of information that can be transmitted vi- visually. Like the most, I, I think smallest is probably the bad word, a bad word. I think maybe the most compact, the most condensed piece of information that can mm. be transmitted. Um, it's one, it is, as Grace was pointing out, it's one panel, it's one phrase, it's the, the, the most, um, succinct piece of information that can right. be right. I, th- I, I think, it. yeah, regardless of what term you use, whether it be the smallest or the most succinct or most compact, that makes sense to me because mm-hmm. memes are not uh, tomes equivalent to Moby Dick. We're not, no, gonna, they're, we're they're not, not lengthy, delivering ginormous ideas. But <laughs> Barbara Kruger does deliver ginormous ideas with mm-hmm. us, the smallest piece of information so then is it okay so the smallest piece of information not Mm. so much the smallest idea or transmissive yeah i I think think the combination between like the text and the image paired together pulls from like the viewer's knowledge of something that's being referenced in said image and text connection that will then like that will and it's only like a few words but it'll it can communicate like the whole joke the whole idea of the media being referenced in this quick little snapshot by just like cut like pairing the two up together so i think it it communicates a lot by using not as much based off of like context to what the viewer exactly knows. exactly which is exactly what barbara kruger does she mm-hmm. she makes this reference towards sort of a dominant voice in our culture that is suppressive or oppressive 
and or that that has um you know misogyny or violence or capitalism in it Mm -hmm. and then she sort of seeks to subvert that dominant voice in the things that you that she says by just this one tiny succinct image and text Mm -hmm. so i um i'm not sure that's uh unique to memes though I think we as human beings do that anyway. How? What do you mean? How? Uh, in 20 years, when I call you a Trump, I've got one word covering a plethora of ideas and insults and what have you. You know, we still do the same thing. It's a, it, you know, it, it's a Hamlet situation. We know what Hamlet is. Um, we, we culturally do that anyway. We we bring ourselves down. You know, um, blah, 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 blah. hell's angels, two words. We know exactly what we're talking about, which is a huge um, cultural slice of America. I think I think that's different though, because it changes for gen- from generation to generation. I think what makes Kruger unique is the fact that she sort of speaks to a more timeless voice. And she speaks in a, she speaks or uses a voice that supplants just jargon or catchphrases. Right. I, I agree with you. Her purpose is much bigger Mm -hmm. and her thought process is much richer. And that's what makes it different from just saying, you know. But what I'm saying is, uh, it's not unique to Barbara Kruger to boil things down into just a few words and an image. No, and that's the I point. Think that's is, just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the, then you, okay, then you win that one. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I wrote down a question. Are we ready to go on? Yeah. Okay. You were talking about what a meme is versus. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to the idea of political cartoons may or may not be memes. And Gracie mentioned that those kind of things where an artist will create a new image to make the point, what have you. So is a meme, mm-hmm. and Gracie kind of hemmed and haws around whether or not a political cartoon <laughs> is a meme or not. Is it because a meme is a found image? No, and I is don't a meme so. simply a repurposed text? And no. uh, I don't think it's repurposed text. Uh, it is. I mean, it's it's arguable that that political comics are considered memes because it is image paired with text to convey a message. And uh, I mean, if you want to get nitpicky about it, whether like the self, like if you've illustrated something specifically for this, but I mean. In this, in layman's terms, yeah, it technically could be considered a meme. <laughs> the right. way that we've broken it down today and the way that we're, we're talking about it, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, we could beat the word meme to a pulp and it could be anything oh, yeah. by the time we're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was which interesting. Is, it would still be a meme then, and which is beautiful. <laughs> okay. But I think it was just interesting that you thought about it initially. Mm-hmm. Is it a meme? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know. That is interesting. That's sort of a so side... That's sort of a sidebar, really, but it's it is. It interesting. is, but I just I would just I, I thought that you know is it is a meme quote unquote found <laughs> or is it intent? Um, so doesn't matter what you're telling me. 
<laughs> Technically, no, yeah. It is. Okay. So let's uh, go into a different thing then. So we were talking about how Barbara used, you know, images and that particular font for years. And now she's sort of moved into an era where it's just text. She has these huge rooms that are mostly just text where you, where they're large enough to stand in and the text sort of overwhelms you. Um, That's a good word for it. I've seen some of those, those, those images. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those those photographs. I was thinking that when we were talking about the nature of memes, um, how does it change? the impact with the with the image or no image because we do have stuff on the internet now that's just um you know a a white box with black text in it whatever font it happens to be and it says something like you know um you know uh live laugh love or okay or, or random things like that like or, or just a little commentary about culture, like uh, I uh, bacon is awesome. Or <laughs> do you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll make a little statement. Like if you if you listened to uh, Pearl Jam, now you need a uh, to know where your back pills are or whatever <laughs> like, stuff like that. Like you know, if you listen to Pearl Jam the first time, you probably need to know where your back pills are now. So that is true. Though. <laughs> Um, so but you know you know what i'm talking about these little these little bits of information that are just text are those are they efficacious in the way that a piece of text with like an image behind it is and do we count them as memes okay me as again this is me coming at it as a designer as a theater designer mm-hmm. you have you've seen the live what is it live love laugh live, live laugh, laugh love mike live laugh order. love <laughs> on, write this down this is crucial to this understand <laughs> love okay live laugh love um it's always written in that same well or, or similar font in this very lovely mm-hmm. romantic script handwritten yes. kind of thing you know, but if you saw, yeah, that you same aren't going to see it written in like the Metallica front font right. or something you know, like you know, live, some laugh, sort of love. Some <laughs> German expressionistic card <laughs> font, you know, like live, laugh, love. See, see, that's where but I that, think. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say because I think the intent of it, if we have the live, laugh, love. Uh, little calligraphy and like the cute cursive things that you would find in any uh, middle-aged Midwestern mother's home, uh, like hanging on the wall. I think that is, would maybe not considered a meme, but if you have a post of live, laugh, love in say the metal, like a heavy metal font, like the Metallica font (laughs) or something like that, I think that itself could be considered a meme. I think it's the, like, if it's, presented with the satire and like the humor of it of just like undermining what the original meaning of it is you know so it has like, to have an underlying context is what you're saying it can't just be a box of text yes i think i i mean te- i'm gonna tentatively say yes because because <laughs> yes. okay. in art nothing is hard fast but you i agree know, that, with you i agree yeah. with you but live laugh love and it's original little like you said uh, calligraphy script 
Is that just a box of text? Just That's a just a box of text, of text, text. in my opinion. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with Grace. But <laughs> but in the Metallica a, font, that's a meme. That's funny. <laughs> why isn't then? <laughs> then why isn't the original script of Live, Laugh, Love a meme? I think because be, it's in this romantic. I think or is that just I think because it's, it's the original. It's, yeah, because the, the original context. Yeah, the context. Right. You, it has to be referential towards something, which mm-hmm. brings us to. Oh, talk about clever segues. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> which brings us to the nature of semiotics in and of itself, which is a whole other conversation <laughs> where you can discuss whether or not something visual has to reference something that exists in real life. Hmm. Um, it, that's a whole other banana, and I don't necessarily want to get into it. I'm bringing it up just to say we're not going there. Well, I, I, well, I think it's too late. Um, I think it's too late. <laughs> we've opened the box. Oh, shit. No, but you had mentioned, you had mentioned earlier visual rhetoric. Mm-hmm. You know, live, laugh, loved in, you know, a 70s balloon font. <laughs> you know, a, a yellow submarine kind of Beatles font. That's going to give you a different even just in that font alone it's a it's it's a reference mm-hmm. you know, but that's what we were saying about context that's what grace was saying about mm-hmm. context that right it, because it's referential oh i see what you're saying huh. but why <laughs> it, it took me a minute there <laughs> yeah okay. i'm not the best at explaining myself but i got the idea um but wh- and again back to the original fancy schmancy live love laugh mm-hmm. live laugh right? love okay. I'm dyslectic. Get used to it. Um, How is that not referential, or how is that not? What is it referencing? It's a bunch. It's it's three words that make an aphorism. uh, How is that not a meme in itself? I mean, you're telling me that everything but the original is a meme. It's the humor behind it. I I understand that because the original. It was created, I think the original was created to have be like this super sweet, simple, like motivational, kind. Yeah. yeah, like for, uh, to see around, you know, to like put on your little bookshelf or like to hang in the kitchen of like the bless this mess, you know, that sort of bless kind of tone. Mess. Yes. And then, <laughs> but then because that sort of visual and that combination of live, laugh, love and the script font that, it created this kind of like culture around it of like the the middle aged Midwestern mother's home where you would see that hanging on the wall or something like that. It, it became has a cliche. It became it. a cliche. Yeah, but and it's then still a meme because it has these cultural references behind it. But it's Am not funny. It's not funny. Doesn't, it's intentional. Does a meme have to be? Does a meme have to be funny? I think Memes her point is it has to have. Well, not all memes have humor in them. If they're just the smallest piece of information that is compact and succinct, that is, you know, transmitting an idea, Mike is correct. Mm -hmm. Grace is arguing that it has to have context. Whereas Mike is just saying it exists in and of itself. (laughs) And again, I keep coming back to the original script, you know. Is it a meme? Live, you win, love, Mike. But I it's, say. it still has context. It still has a message. Even though it may be the original, it may be the dullest reference made on the earth, but it still has a cultural reference to it. So to bring again, this – go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so, I could fight this point all day. I was so going to say, let's, let's bring this back around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. So 
Um, so Megan O'Grady, the writer Megan O'Grady for the New York Times said in 2020 that by the middle of the 2000s, a handful of critics suggested that Barbara Kruger uh, had sort of worn out her relevance as though by merely contending with subjects like identity and cultural authority, she had somehow outmoded herself. And so I would ask the question, because of the voice that she's using and because of the way that she is sort of answering that dominant cultural voice, does she create something more enduring in this age of, of constant internet memes where we see this, this way of making um, information and art every day? Does she make it bigger? Is it art? Hmm. Ask that a different way. I'm, Ask I'm that kind of a wrapping, different way. I'm, I'm <laughs> wrapping my, I mean, I caught most of it, but I, I, I'm, Let me rephrase. Please. So, by the mid-2000s, a handful of critics suggested that Barbara Kruger had sort of worn out her relevance because of the way that she was making art, the visual rhetoric that she was using. Had the, become, same, the, the meme me, had become more common. Meaning the photograph text combination or just the text okay which later on she began to use um that her relevance began to wane because she was uh using it in an age where we were using that every day on the internet we were seeing okay. that same style mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. um and they argued that as though by merely contending with subjects like identity and cultural authority she had somehow outmoded herself so my question would be has she outmoded herself in the age of daily day-to-day memes or has she made something more enduring and thus made art is are you asking whether um i'm asking you mike i I understand (laughs) i'm asking you grace i (laughs) are we talking about the idea that maybe everybody has glommed glommed on to the idea of what Barbara Kruger has been doing? It's like, oh, now enough people get it. Enough people are aware Already doing of- it every day. Right. Making their own memes. And we see them every it- day on, on the internet. You know, we log on to Facebook. We log on to social media. So, are, um, so is this question asking if she is outmoded simply because more and more people- Yes. Can do it as equally well? Mm-hmm. Well, they can or do it. Or are they just, just the fact that more and more people can do it? More and more people can do it. I don't know. Are they doing it equally as well? I would say no. I would, I would say no be- as well. I think, yeah, I think her stuff is longer lasting, not only because she was kind of some of the first people to this sort of game that we're playing and with the combination and but I think the voice that she chooses to communicate through her art of having it be very politically charged has have it question gender sexuality like more social social norms and like consumerism and things like that 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 harsher take and because I would say 
people on the internet are making things to be more humorous and more funny and like relatable, but these are questioning larger like societal ideas and cultural um, like phenomenon yeah. happening happening. I, I agree. I agree. And with that. so I think it's much longer lasting and not only because like the voice that she uses to communicate, but also her art itself is now morphing off of just like a flat 2d image now covering whole rooms. And I know that she has a piece of, she's got a piece that is like a little stool that says the word kiss on where your butt would be sitting. Um, <laughs> I love that. So yeah, she's kind of evolving that way as well to kind of push her, uh, her idea that she's communicating and push her her voice through yeah, at, moving the, forward with that, you know. <laughs> at the LA County Museum of Art, she has an entire uh, elevator shaft that she's taken over. Mm. And it basically has text on the inside that says, um, you know, I think it's, I think it says, um, a boot on a neck is the only is what is the oh god now i'm gonna have to look it up it's a it's a piece called the shaft and uh mm. it's inside the elevator shaft it's like when the elevator moves you can see it, it there's a glass wall and you can oh. see the yeah it's really um that's conceptually really cool um it's basically an image of a man's uh a man's foot stepping out onto the front of the camera and it says, um, if you want to know culture, imagine a boot stepping on a human face forever. Oh, yeah. So, I like yeah. her stuff. <laughs> I do, too. I love her. She's always been one of my favorites. So anyway, I would ask you, Mike, that she's, <laughs> has she outmoded <laughs> herself or is it still relevant? Oh, she's still very relevant. Okay. I think, you know, yeah, she had... I mean, I think she, when she was starting out in her advertising career and with this her, her initial artwork, I think she struck a nerve. I think she got very lucky with both the format and her mixed with her political and social ideals that she struck a nerve and made a big splash. Uh, however, I think she is beyond just a commercial artist or a graphic designer. She is an artist all the way to the core in the sense that she can still take these, um, these tools, these paintbrushes, as it were, these, you know, figurative paintbrushes, her text and her, and, but she's expanding on it. You know, if she's doing the same sort of thing on three dimensional objects, you know, she's literally coming off the page, you know, she's still creating new and with the everyday changing landscape of, politics and social norms and you know she's i i think she's always gonna have ideas and things to say about it it's so funny outmoded no i mean her uh like i said her toolbox may not change a great deal but what she has to say and how she has to say it will evolve and she will never be outmoded unless she just gives up or just does the same thing over and over <laughs> for the next 40 years I would say she'll never be outmoded because there, there, there is always a language of oppression, and mm -hmm. she is yeah. answering that, answering that unspoken 
language that exists in our culture. Right. Yeah, there will always be there will always be societal constructs and like government things to like criticize through her work. So Mm -hmm. and her continuing to put out commentary on that, you know, I mean, and also other people maybe like I wouldn't say other people are like when they're joining in on this, they're this this sort of art form I think is a little bit more accessible to the to the greater public nowadays, but she still has her own specific voice with it and other people are just kind of using her as inspiration and joining in that voice of criticizing yes, these larger things as well. So there I don't several- think yeah. yeah, I don't think she'll be outdone. She'll just be joined with with other, you yeah, know, Yeah, she's other made artists. that place for this mm-hmm. for this voice to take to right. take yeah. flight. I, there's several she other walks artists so the rest of us could run. That's exactly, what it is. <laughs> exactly. There's several other right. artists who do work in this vein. Mm-hmm. Um and I've seen a few um in that same New York New York Times article from 2020 which we will link in the text below. Uh, that are working in the same sort of vein and they definitely hearken back to her. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she definitely, in terms of the meme thing, I I wrote down that she subverts the vernacular. The the meme is sort of the vernacular, the common language. It's, it's Mm -hmm. the, the language of, of the people it's, it's, it can, it can, include you know this humor this satire this this whatever but it doesn't necessarily speak to a greater higher truth um whereas right. i think she does so mm-hmm. right well i think she has a real knack too for incorporating the here and now i mean just the the the, the boot imagine a you know society is imagine a boot on your face for the rest of your life whatever mm-hmm. i'm paraphrasing that yeah but, you know even in those few words, that imagery comes from, you know, the, the, was it the Trayvon Martin where he was knelt on? No, this was pre Trayvon Martin that, that that piece was made, but it's still, but I mean, still, you can, even uh, if it's military Martin, or, yeah. But even if it's pre. Are you talking about that, George Floyd? Yes. The most George recent, Floyd. The, one of the recent ones. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, that still resonates with. I mean, if she did that before the George mm-hmm. Floyd situation, mm-hmm. uh, it's she still might applicable. Be able to see the, yeah, she might be able yeah. to see the future for all I know. But well, it, it makes such an impact mm-hmm. with it, the t- today and now. Well, it's funny how, how much things still resonate from the 80s, you know, the post-Reagan era to, to today. Because, mm-hmm. frankly, it seems like... I mean, we don't want to get off on this big political rant, but it's like <laughs> things are moving backward mm-hmm. in our country. And um, it definitely feels like, you know, we just aren't the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, there's right. a meme Yeah, for and you. like looking like I have a bunch of her stuff pulled up here on my laptop that I'm looking at. And a lot of it is still applicable to nowadays. Like it's still equally as relatable now, if not more so than it was when it was originally created. Right. Our body is so, a battlefield. Exactly. You know? Our your body is a battleground. Definitely. How, that is, mm-hmm. you know, that, oh my gosh. So there's one she, with a, a, a man's face being punched in all directions by these boxing gloves. And it says, uh, business of punishment uh or consolidated business of pu- punishment on it and so mm-hmm. it's just like oh it all makes sense still it all still <laughs> right so also I mean, applies is she outmoded oh no i don't know no no, th- no. Yeah. 
I agree. Are, Will some memes be outmoded? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. I, I will say that that memes uh, have a very short lifespan that are like with their popularity online. Obviously, right. they're going to be there forever. But, um, but this mode of peak communication. humor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Granted, it'll, some it'll move will... in and out very, very quickly. Right. However, and these don't seem to these seem to last. These seem to be. Yeah. Like you were saying, Grace, they they have they have become timeless. Right. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in some ways. <laughs> but Unfortunately, think, yes. <laughs> but I think the idea of communicating through meme is here to stay. Yes, definitely. You know, absolutely, I and I yeah, think it is. I think we've seen it before, and it just the idea of what a meme is is just morphing and evolving, and we will continue to have that morph and evolve in the future down the line. You know, right. like it's it's that form of communication. I think we'll just continue to cycle through because like I think like Dadaism in general could be considered some of like the earliest places of where memes might have been taken. I agree. Place. That's so true. I it's so I love like nonsensical. I it's love so- Dadaism. It's like I, my yeah. big Ooh, it's so good. I love Dadaism. It's like my favorite. <laughs> um but it's very like that sort of stuff was nonsensical and a lot of it was created to battle the what the social norm would be considered right. like and so the that establishments sort of, that be saying yeah you know, this is art this is not art or this is this is what is relevant and this is what's not relevant and yeah and they sort just of said, argues like, against that yeah out the, window. Mm-hmm. out the window and so that and that has kind of morphed and evolved and now we're kind of circling back onto that sort of level of humor and say, challenging sounds, the larger image yeah. with like a lot of the stuff today is very similar to the sort of commentary and kind of uh, like humor and fun and art that we saw in Dadaism, like way back when. Definitely. You know, so. Like I think about Marcel Duchamp with the urinal, the gold and the ready maids. You know, yeah. Ready maids and things like that, that you would have. And, and now we, we kind of do the same thing. I mean, yeah, everything old is new again. I mean, you know, the more things change, the more things change. Exactly. Like, I exactly, keep saying these yeah. dumb aphorisms. See, <laughs> Um, live, love, laugh. Live, love, laugh, 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 Mike. Live, laugh, love. I always put laugh, laugh. Oh, never mind. I think think that we should end there. How about about that? I mean, I just think. No, I have one more question. I do have one more more question. question. Yeah, okay. I'm just curious to know what you think. Um, I agree with almost everything. Well, I agree with this whole discussion, and it's it's really interesting. Um, Does the meme as we know it today, is is it become more prevalent because of modern technology? I mean, now yes. that we all have phones and laptops and computers and access to the stuff, is it – I'm asking that knowing the answer. Yes, it is more accessible. Oh, absolutely. Is it becoming the language of the common man? Because you go back to well, that's what I ex- – Yeah, I said it was like the vernacular. It's definitely the – Right, but is it becoming more so in the – recent you know this I century think it's utilized a lot more by i think the younger generations and perhaps the more forgive me for this the more tech savvy generations uh-huh. <laughs> that's fair that's fair that that a lot of people use to use that to communicate you know and a lot of times it expresses some nuance in humor and commentary and like the idea of being conveyed that might be a little bit more difficult to 
um, communicate through just words. So right. uh, mm-hmm. it adds an- another layer to that communication between people in the younger generations and also just like the fact that anybody can make a meme on their phone, you know, and or and send it over to whoever you want to send it out to and just post it. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's it's I sometimes I'd like to think about it as like hieroglyphs almost where like you can just put up a certain image and people know what it automatically means, you know, mm-hmm. and like kind of yeah. get that. So I, I think definitely it's a form of uh, communication utilized more and more as we move forward in time. It's right. funny I, because I, my brother and I like we won't talk for weeks, but our text messages are all memes they'll all be just goofy memes that we send oh back yeah and forth, you know <laughs> yeah. and it'll be like yeah it'll be like weeks of that and then finally one of us will pick up the phone so <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i only ask this question because uh i'm the oldest one in the group and well you're I, not ancient it's not like you're so no, but old i'm not God. so old <laughs> but, I am, but you know i've got i have two young daughters in their mid-20s <laughs> and they communicate and they communicate mm-hmm. to each other by just flashing their phone back and forth and they will sit there mm-hmm. and laugh holy <laughs> cow the, the, the house will just ring with laughter because these two haven't said a word all damn day they'll just flash another meme at each other and somehow they're communicating well, it's a common language. It's a, it's a, and that's what I mean. And I, mm-hmm. and I think, I think my comment is that I think it's becoming more and more of a common language, but it's also becoming more and more of a common language for Gracie, your generation. Oh as yeah. Opposed I to think mine. It's, and then the upcoming yeah. generations might even more. I was going to so. say the younger generations are kind of whack with it because I'm starting to get to that age where I'm like, Oh my God, the kids nowadays, you know, kids today, <laughs> kids today with their, their rock and roll and their hair. Exactly, because my mother is an elementary school teacher, and so we hear stories from her work, and (laughs) and just like because there's a completely what What does she say? There's just like a completely different language that kids nowadays are using, and like Fortnite's a big one where they have their like there's like certain dance moves and there's certain like language. I know there's the word poggers, which I'm still trying to grasp. I don't even know what that means. See, I yeah, I I try to stay up on the slang. I think it means like play of the game. Which I think oh, is a you Fortnite think it's like a term. short. Okay. Yeah. So because it's like, oh, that was Pog. It was like play of the game, or so. I think I don't know. I I might oh, so be completely the, wrong on this. So it's just acronym speak. Maybe that's another episode. Perhaps. Of, Maybe that is another acronym speak. I but like the there's that references I, that kids throw back and forth to each other that now I'm starting to not be in the loop on based on what media I consume as a person, you know, mm-hmm. and that kids can use I to have a true. whole conversation I think, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I uh have this secret shame interest of like I like young pop stars young male pop stars it's like okay Her- me too me too <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like i'm a big sean mendes fan and i'm a big harry styles oh, fan oh yeah and oh yeah so um i get on instagram and i'll <laughs> i'll read the comments of under like a photo or whatever like a fan mm-hmm. page and mm-hmm. i half the time i'm like what does that mean i don't even know what that <laughs> term means no cap like i'm not even sure i <laughs> I had to look that up and uh right. but you know it keeps me young. 
Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> keeps, definitely. Keeps me in the loop. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But anyway, we're kind of off topic now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I think now we can get we can we can sign this one. Up. Okay. Are memes art? Absolutely, hundred percent. No. <laughs> then I will say depends, and we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. We have a whole, oh. we have the full sliding scale scale there. Yeah, That's I good. say no. It's not. They just they're information. They're bits of information. They only become art when we when we give them a certain weight and we have them. So a meme what? is nothing more than an opinion, and it has no significant value unless somebody gives it significant value. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I'm not, you that know, pal, that's that what I it. heard. I, <laughs> and if I'm wrong, tell me. I, I okay, really okay, 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 okay. Let's see. Let me, let me, let me think of this. So our memes are, no, they're just, they're just pieces of information. They have to have, oh boy, this is going to be a tough one for Julie. Let's see. Um, <laughs> it's like the argument of, of abstraction versus depiction, I guess. Um, there has to be. Well, shit, Mike. <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself. You're allowed to say. I don't. I am going to think about that. I, my, my instinct is to say no, because there has to be more in it than just a bit of information or an opinion mm. or a. Okay. There has to be a. There has to be a context or a. a content. Like significance. Significance to it. to it. There has to be mm-hmm. a weight to it. That's my opinion. What about you, okay. Grace? I'll because I'll say that memes are 100% art because a I think it's graphic design. That's I, I'm very loose with the term art. Like okay. anything can be art because I'm very much just like what it's. I think it's all based on intention of creating something. So if the intent is to make this thing that like make somebody laugh or communicate something and it's the mixture of and it's a visual thing that I can look at with my two eyes or like here or whatever I think that is considered art so I think just like if, as long as you say it's art it's art man you know <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think some well, people who create memes might disagree with that and be like this isn't art you know this is just me I being goofy I paid $50,000 like, for my art and art education Grace don't say those kinds of things <laughs> yeah. It's, it it's okay, me, me in too. In my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike says, Mike says, depends. What is what is the depends? Oh, it's like all art, you know. Art is subjective. Yeah, Gracie can say it's all art, and I can say that piece of shit is not <laughs> because it doesn't have anything to say to me. Has no cultural significance to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. just malarkey. Or <laughs> versus this thing over here, which is think. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with the opinion. I think the artwork is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think the text is a unique blend of whatever the image is and whatever the text is. I think it has a, you know. The technical uh, skill for it, you know. You know, like I said, there's a visual rhetoric where Mm -hmm. the text over a certain – Maybe you're right, Mike. Maybe you are. Maybe the nuance of it, the nuance nuance of it. There's a nuance, but again, I'm looking at it as a very – like all art is very personal. Mm-hmm. Like there's some music out there that I will never listen to again because I don't think it's art. But that's <laughs> and I will 100% be listening to that said right. music and thinking it's art. Of, yeah. 
And a lot of it, Gracie has shown me. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, my opinion definitely is reflected by everything else I consume in the modern era because I will listen to anything, absolutely anything. Uh, And I'm like, that's music. That is some good music. That's good art right there, you know? And so I'm the same way. I like to consume almost everything just to see Mm -hmm. what it is. Like, oh, yeah. I'll watch anything. I'll listen to anything. I'll try it on. It's the experience of it. Yeah. Experience of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, can't do it. The the first chapter of a book doesn't hold me. Done. I I just want to see what's happening. I just want to take a peek. I just want to. I just want to hear it out. You know, just I yeah, just, want just to give it a chance. A yeah, a chance. exactly. Yeah. Okay, this one's done. All right. Yeah. So is, is, is it me, Mark? It's up to you. Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. Okay. If you want it to be. It's up to you. Okay. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Anyway, we will. T- we will talk to you guys next time. Come join us again. Uh, Julie has suggested a couple of other topics for our next episode, <laughs> which are just as ludicrous as this one. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not more so. Ludicrous. Valid. They're valid. Yeah. They're valid conversations. Oh, they're valid conversations. I do, but anyway. Thank are we you are for we joining contrib- us? Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your attention and patronage. If you truly enjoy this podcast, please like, subscribe, follow, download, and add a comment if you wish to join in the conversation. Please join us again on this enlightening podcast. But is it art?